drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid. Drinkers, what is going on? It is a Wednesday here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And we got a special surprise for you today because... We are bringing you some off-season content. You guys know I have a battle with Grifka every week here on the show. I mean, I brought up something years ago. It was called the Triple G, which is give, give, give Grifka grief. And that's when I had to get on him when I was doing my show with Chuck and whoever else. I'm just here to tell you, Grifka's not here today. I can only take so much of the guy the off-season. We're doing some different things. I need some different voices, some different personalities. I needed some juice. I needed some people with that D... Detroit Kool-Aid. You guys know what I need. Drink it in, man. Exactly. So we're going to be doing some different things this offseason. You guys are still going to get me and Grifka together, battling it out. I know there's some Grifka favorites out there that love this guy and thinks, why am I so rude to him? Because he's Grifka. He's at Grifka DKC. That's why. But like I say, we're going to have some shows. There's going to be some other um, shows with different voices. And I'm happy to introduce one of those voices here today. So you guys, I'm probably the biggest Detroit Kool-Aid cast of all time. I mean, Matt Stafford getting traded. We're going to get all into it. We got lots of opinions. But this guy's making his debut on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. His name is Aaron Bullock. I mean... This guy goes by AB Couch Coach in fantasy football. I mean, this guy's a podcaster, a creative genius, a businessman. I mean, this guy finished second place in my big competitive league I've had fantasy football with my buddies the past decade. This guy comes in as a rookie and gets second. Are you kidding me? I mean, he did lose to me in the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast Fantasy League in 2020. I mean, he made the loser's bracket in 2021. I mean... This guy's got it all going on. He knows football. He's funny. I think it's going to be a great part of the show. I mean, this guy can talk fantasy football. He loves the Lions. I mean, he's here to chop it up. You can call him Aaron. You could call him the AP Couch Coach. Or you could call him Aaron Bullock. Aaron, what up, though? Welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Drink it in, man. How you doing? Welcome to the show. I am doing fantastic, man. I don't know if I have ever had that glorious of an introduction in my entire life. <laughs> was that Nate Burleson quality or what? I, I tried to bring you with, with some energy. I tried to bring it. I mean, I, I didn't do the crazy yell at the end like he does, but I thought I did you some justice there. I kind of gave you a little more credit probably than you deserve, but I think it's going to be a great show today. Yeah, I mean, that was very Nate Berlin, Burleson-esque. Uh you talk about beating me. That's just no. That's not going to happen this upcoming year for sure. Uh, I'm going to take first. I took a crappy team and got second. So that team's going to become first this year, 100. But I mean, 
enough of fantasy football because we have got a <laughs> lot to cover. Talk about everybody thinks Jared Goff's got a lot of pressure coming up. I mean, talk about making your debut on the Detroit Kool Aid cast. <laughs> you you know what it is. After I mean, Matthew Stafford straighted, fill up a glass. Drink it in, man. Like, like here here's the thing, Mister Couch Coach. First of all, we're gonna get into Stafford. We're gonna talk about Goff. But, but a little bit of this fantasy football smack talk. I mean, we never had a guy come in the league. Almost they always come in and finish last. So you earned a little respect from me there. I mean, Grifka doesn't do fantasy football. He's old man, get off my lawn. We're, we're not going to talk about the people. Because like you said, this is the biggest show of all time. The people want to hear what the Detroit Kool-Aid cast has to say. And like I say, people are going to get me and Grifka's opinion. They're going to hear Grifka's takes on a Friday show. He's got it all for you. But we're ready to talk about it here today. But Aaron, what I thought I'd do you're a big fan. You listen to the show. Me and you have got to know each other uh, well. I'm glad to have you on. You you know that I've been known to do a Caruso or two to get us started, huh? A Caruso, one of the famous Jim Rome gimmicks done by Jay Moore. You heard about this? Oh, absolutely. So, so the way the Caruso goes, to get us started off right for the people that haven't heard it, is Jay Moore would always debut on Jim Rome, and he would always do these funny gimmicks where... Um, I forget, forget even the show. It's a, it's like a, a cop show. I, I I wish I could remember the name. It doesn't matter. What he what he would do is it's almost like a pun, but at the end you pause and then you hit the word that's funny and then you drop the who music on him. Everybody knows how we do it and I do it in honor of Frank Ribble. So let's go ahead and get a Caruso off the board and then let's talk some Matt Stafford. So Frank Ribble. This goes out to you as well as Skip on Twitter who loves these. And I actually did this one on Twitter yesterday, and it got a, a like and a comment from the one and only Jay Moores, who's a, a, a trend, tremendous comedian. That was a that was a highlight for me. So let's go ahead and get this Caruso in. Here we go. Well, Frank, I guess you could say all the Stafford jerseys are half golf. <laughs> Aaron, does that get us off to a good foot or what? I mean, half half golf. Are you kidding me? That that's how you tie them all together. I'm sitting you, here. You couldn't have started out with a better Caruso. <laughs> that 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 like I've had some shaky ones. Don't get me wrong, but I think that's top quality. And when Jay Moore likes it, I mean, you know it's good. But uh, let let's get into this. I'm sitting at my house Saturday at like ten ten thirty. I'm kind of staying busy on a million things like I do. I mean, everybody knows I'm the worker of the show. Griff could. You know, he he's Grifka. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, all of a sudden it pops up on my phone. Matt Stafford to the L.A. Rams for a first, a first, a third. And then at the bottom I saw, and Jared Goff. And like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. One, because of the draft pick compensation. Two, because I had said on this very show that Brad Holmes might want to get together with, I don't know, the guys from the Rams and cook up a little conspiracy theory that you might want to do a little inside deal, a little inside business and get Matt Stafford over to the LA Rams. They give away draft picks like candy. And then maybe I, I was hoping they'd send Jared Goff somewhere else. Cause I knew his contract was horrible, but this thing lit it up. Everybody was all over it. Detroit fans seemed to love it. Aaron, I'm here to tell you, I called the conspiracy theory. It went down. Brad Holmes making a big move. Matt Stafford leaving the Detroit Lions 
to go to LA Rams and us getting crazy draft capital and a, and a starting quarterback. Like what were your thoughts when you saw this? I, I didn't know. I, honestly, a lot of the stuff with, with the Stafford trade recently, you remember back in the day when like Ian Rappaport would, would start doing like fake tweets. That's kind of what I thought the, the entire time through every single thing related <laughs> to Matt Stafford. I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is Ian just joking. And then it's like, Oh no, it wasn't. He's, he's not joking. Everybody's retweeting this. This is actually a thing. I, I, look, I, I was incredibly mark, man. Yeah. This was a legit tweet that came out. So you, so you were fired up, huh? Oh, absolutely. I started, I was actually, uh, I was in the middle of a poker game and I started calling everybody that I know. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, did you see, did you see what went? Cause you know, it, a lot of, a lot of people that I talk to here locally don't use Twitter, but I'm like, did you see what happened? So I'm always like the first one with the news and I'm like a kid on Christmas morning. Like, did, did you, did you see it? Did you see what happened? Did you see what we just got for Stafford? I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Matthew Stafford, but I love this trade so much more. So basically, this was your reaction. Oh, baby! <laughs> basically, to sum it up. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> like, like I know you sent me a text, and I, I was kind of like, I, I love the draft picks. I, I'm not a big golf fan. And you were like, no, this is a good deal. I mean, you you were pretty high on, on golf from what I could tell. I mean, I just, two ones? two ones and a three like some of my buddies that want to nitpick this or i talked to a couple of them they were just kind of like oh you know we'll see what they do and i'm kind of like see what they do like i talked to you last year and you were completely done with matt stafford you 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 would have been fine if we thrown him out with the bath water like now we got a two ones a three and a qb back that's 25 26 years old and that can play while we're trying to rebuild the team like The more I thought about this deal, like the more I just loved it on so many levels. And it just showed me that Brad Holmes has a real pulse of this whole thing because he didn't even jump into like the people that are saying, well, why didn't you get the eighth pick from Carolina? Why? Because he knows that we're still in COVID right now and it's hard to scout. And he also knows that Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, the guys that I supported for three years on this show, it's a dumpster fire on this roster. So he was like, let's, let me get picks the next couple years. Let me get my stuff together. Let the head coach get his feet under him. Let's put this back together. So I've, I've got more excited every day about it. I, I just love everything about it. Yeah. It, honestly, it, it feels surreal because it's like, like you mentioned, Bob, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia basically come in, soak this team in kerosene and light it at the bottom. Just, I mean, up in flames. And what I love not only the the trade itself and all of what we got with it, but the fact that it was 1030 on a Saturday night the week before the Super Bowl and this staff's in there working. I mean, that, that to me speaks volumes compared to the previous staff that we had. And I, I was just, I, I was going nuts. <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, I think we might have sound of what Bob Quinn was doing most of the time he was in the office. You want to hear some exclusive sound here on the show? Oh, Absolutely. Bob Quinn, hard at work, everybody, watching T's Tabor Tate. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I, I'm right there with you. Now, let me ask you this about the timing, because when I first heard about all this going down, you know, it blew the roof off about Stafford and them mutually agreeing. My thought was, you know, you got to sort of let this play out. I was expecting like a mid-February type move, late February even, sort of let it roll out. The fact that it happened so dang quick, 
and that it seemed to be a move that we love here in Detroit. Matt Stafford's real happy with. The Rams seem to be happy with for whatever reason. You know, we're just rolling in picks for the next three years um, and, and have this mystery of, of Jared Goff. Like, I, I feel like not only did it happen quick because of the work they were putting in, like you said, but it's kind of odd timing, but it seemed to all work out, you know, even though they p- pulled the trigger pretty quick, you think? Oh, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that everybody was saying about Brad Holmes when he was first hired was, oh, that dude just sells off first-round picks. And that was my initial fear was, oh, great, he's going to come in here and start selling first-round picks. No, the dude on a random January Saturday got us two more first-round picks and a first-round pick quarterback and a third-round pick. I mean, this dude's just bringing in draft capital left and right. I mean, talk about, that's, that's how you rebuild the team. This dude's serious about it. Yeah, I think so, no doubt. Now, now, Aaron, I, if you're going to be on the show, you know, once in a while, like I say, uh, you're going to have to bring that juice. You're going to have to bring that energy. You're going to have to fill in the mighty shoes of at Griffka DKC. And like I do with him, I've been known to pick up on a little bit of a nuance. So I, I can't make a bell strictly for you, <laughs> but I, I picked up on the absolutely's already. So <laughs> I need I need oh, you to no. I need you to change it up. I need you to give the people a little something different as well as bring that energy because I don't want you putting them to sleep like Grifka's been known to do on the show. So like you say, keep keep this going. I like the positivity. We definitely we definitely got some cornbread in the oven, which you know I can respect. Cornbread. <laughs> so I like that, but we got to keep uh, bringing it for the people. So here's one thing I know everybody's caught up on. It's like Jared Goff. The dude makes 27.8 million cap hit this year, 25.5 next year. There's an out in 2023. The dude's going to be 26, 27 head into the year. Nobody loves how he's playing football like the last however many games, but or even the last season or so. But like, I guess I'm just here to tell people like you don't just get quarterbacks that were number one overall picks hanging off trees or for free. So the fact that this guy had enough game where that organization, as well as, I don't know, Brad Holmes wanted to take this guy number one overall in the draft shows me that he can throw the football. He's smart. He can make plays. Is is he a world beater at quarterback? No. But the fact that he's got all this going for him and that we got him almost as a throw in in an area where I was hearing friends of mine going like, oh, I'd love to see Chase Daniel play. You would? Why? He's horrible. <laughs> you you want to see Fitz magic? Why? He's just brutal. Like, I don't want to see that. I'm much more interested to see what Jared Goff can bring to Detroit as either a bridge or resurrect his career or what he can do here. So with his cap hits and some of the things, are is there any worries for you? Or are you just all in like he's our guy next year and maybe beyond and I'm good with it? I mean, I got to be honest with you. At first, I I was a little bit concerned with the contract size, but really, I mean, that's that's just what happens when you get a quarterback in the NFL. A lot of people are acting like he's garbage, but there were names floating around out there that I was horrified of. Carson Wentz coming to Detroit. Can you imagine that? No, thank you. Hard no, no. thank you. No. Uh, I mean, we, we get golf and really when you, I mean, I know you said you were going to get into some statistics and whatnot. I don't, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but like when you look at Goff's first five years versus Stafford's first five years, there's not a real huge difference. I mean, statistically, and Goff didn't have a, a Calvin Johnson. Let, let the people know, throw them out there. You, you're dropping some knowledge now. I'm right there with you. I, I have here on my sheet a bullet point that says 
Jared Goff is Matt Stafford light to me. He he's the same type of guy. He'll make some plays. He'll make some mistakes. He'll drive you nuts. Sometimes he'll get you excited with it when he has a blowout game. He's going to be that ho-hum guy in the locker room where, you know, just kind of going around with the punches, that whole West Coast personality. He's going to be cool. He, he was a captain with the Rams, so and he's had good reviews from his teammates, so people like him. But like you said, I think people are acting like he's a bottom-level quarterback when really when you look at the numbers, and yeah, he was on a good team, he had good offense for a couple years. We get it. But dude's been to two Pro Bowls, went to the Super Bowl, won playoff games. That's plural, people. <laughs> multiple playoff games like i mean this is just been something there, to be that. yeah well who's been there done that golf golf yeah absolutely you know who hasn't been there and done that matt stafford <laughs> he hasn't Number brought nine. any of that to the city of detroit in 12 years so i mean you've heard the show everybody knows where my stance is i like matt stafford i'm happy to have him as my quarterback he does nothing wrong. On the, he does all these good things. He's got a nice family. All that stuff. He throw the hell out of the football. Lots of good stats and numbers. But the fact that he never won and never was that outward leader to get our team over the hump, yes, I'm always going to somewhat hold that against him. And do I think Jared Goff has that it factor? Hell no, I don't. But I, I think when you just talk about a guy that can zing it and can kind of do some similar things, Matt Stafford light is Jared Goff for the next year or two for me for the Detroit Lions. So it sounds like we're on the same page there. Similar page, but one thing I do want to add is that a lot, a lot of people don't realize that in the 2020 season, the Rams completely changed what they were allowing Goff to do. They used to do a lot of play action. They would let him get outside of the pocket. Right. I mean, this dude in his five years only has like four rushing touchdowns less than Stafford has in his entire 12 years, but they started keeping him in the pocket. Goff needs to be able to get outside of that pocket. And I think once you combine Goff with DeAndre Swift, get him a couple young wide receivers and, you know, get all these former Patriots out of here. I think, I think he can make it. I, I think he could turn it around to be honest with you I, and become I and, and Matthew Stafford can be Jared Goff light. That's a, that's a, that's a strong take by you. I mean, everybody's acting like Matt Stafford's going to go and just roll into the Super Bowl with the Rams. Do I think the Rams have a good team when you're talking about their defense and, and some offensive skill guys? I mean, Cup, Woods, and Akers, that's no joke. You know what I mean? I mean, half those guys will probably be on AB Couch Coach's fantasy team. He'll have number nine back there when we have our draft next year. But for me, like, I think he's going to be good, but I can guarantee there's going to be some of the same issues with Stafford out there where big game, Monday night football, under the lights, the guy's probably going to come up a little bit short. Or let me let me do it how uh, Benny Blades would do it. He's going to come up short. You know what I'm saying? He comes up short too much, and that's what's the problem here. Whereas, like, Jared Goff, I mean, best-case scenario, like you said, Swift, Hawkinson, maybe a top-flight receiver. I don't see Kenny coming back. But, yeah, if they, if they put weapons around Jared Goff, I could see him being – um, fun to watch at times, but I, I'm just telling you now, I don't, I don't think you're going to be calling golf Stafford light. I think it's going to be other way. Like Matt Stafford's doing nice things out in LA. He's winning games and golf's like keeping us afloat here while we're totally redoing the roster. That's how I see it going down. Yeah. I don't, I don't see him taking a, a quarterback in the first round of this year's draft by any means anymore, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I just have this feeling that golf is, going to turn it around. I mean, he's, he's got that, he's got that anger now of like, Oh, you didn't want me. You didn't want me. Okay. 
All right. Well, I'll, I'll show you exactly why you're stupid for that. Does does he though? I mean, Jared, do you see Jared Goff having that in him? Like, I, I did see some quotes where him and McVeigh not only had it out, but there was <laughs> there's some things which I don't know we should uh, totally get into on the Detroit Kool Aid Cast that Mr. Goff said about uh, the soon to be Mrs. McVeigh and and some things that were flying there. So I think there was just some issues with the quarterback and the head coach, but like, you know, Jared Goff, I I don't see him being like, oh, I'm gonna show you. I think he's gonna come here. He's going to make the plays that are open. And, and like, I I guess I don't want to undersell it. Like, I, I feel good that he was just kind of like the add-in. And, oh, by the way, when we took you as an add-in, we forced the L.A. Rams to throw another first, which people – here's my other thing. We got to get our great sponsors in here. And then after the break, I want to talk to you about kind of draft, free agency, like what does all this mean for the team. But this is the other thing that's been driving me nuts. People are like – well, the Rams are going to be good, so this is going to be a low first rounder. Aaron, I'm here to tell you, I will take two first round picks any day. I don't care if they're both 32. I'm going to find myself a great football player on a great contract that I can put on this team. And I'm going to do that every day of the week, twice on Sundays. Like, I don't care where this pick ends up being. It's going to be gold for the Detroit Lions as long as Brad Holmes and company make a good selection. You know how that goes in the draft. I mean, you shouldn't miss in the first round, but it's been known to happen. But if he hits these and hits doubles or or triples or hopefully home runs, this is going to change the whole future of the Detroit Lions. I'm here to tell you. Yeah, 110%. I mean, it's it's not just former accountant slash lawn care company organizer, Rod Wood, (laughs) making these picks anymore. This is... (laughs) We, we've got football people in here now. It's uh, People are completely overlooking that. I will take two late first-round picks in, in following years than one high pick any day of the week. Yeah, like one high pick now, too. Like, Let's say you nail that pick from Carolina. Like, What, that's going to win you 10 games next year? No, that's going to be one wasted year. Logan Lamarandier, who we have on the show from Sports Illustrated, he made a point which I wasn't on board with until now that like your best bet is to sort of load up your roster and then grab that QB a year or so before you're ready to rock and roll. That's how you really get the most out of your team. So that's kind of where I hope they, they go with it. I mean, we'll see how they build. I'm, I'm not against a QB. We'll talk about that after the break um, in the draft, but let me just, let me tease people with a little bit more Jared Goff and then we're taking our commercial break. You seem high on him, Aaron. Like I, I looked up some of his numbers. I mean, 18,171 passing yards in only five seasons. That works out to be 3,800 to 4,600 per on an average. I mean, 107 touchdowns, eh, that's 20 to 30 a year. That's not elite by any means. I mean, my thing with Matt Stafford was all the love he always got. It was like, dude was never up in the 33, 35, 40 touchdowns. He was always in that middle 20s. That, That doesn't get it done in 2020 in the National Football League. Now, that one year he blew up, I'd love to have that a little bit more often, but we only saw that one time, and that just disappeared. Um, Jared Goff is 63.4 completion percentage. You'd love that to come up a little bit, getting 65, 68. You know, that'd be ideal. And then 55 interceptions. So that's about 13 to 16 the last few years, which is more than you want. I mean, but if you're throwing touchdowns to balance those out, that's not too bad. And like I said, I already mentioned it two Pro Bowls, one Super Bowl. Teammates seem to like him, 91.5 QBR. And, you know, the Goff versus McVay, the turnovers, I mean, he just needs to win in Detroit. And like I said earlier, he just needs to 
have the right attitude. He needs to make more plays than mistakes, and he needs to needs to be a leader on this team, you know, um, vocal or otherwise. He just needs to be a steadying presence at the quarterback position. That's where I'm at with with Goff, and I like I said, I just can't say enough about these draft picks. Even the third rounder this year to me is a really nice little piece of this deal that not many people are talking about. Yeah, for, and, and just just to kind of give my my quick take on Jared Goff, um, loaded up. Coming to De- when, when you're coming to Detroit, you better realize it's Detroit versus everybody. Oh, always. And, uh, that's just a fact. And like you said, the, the third round this year that's going to be that's going to be definitely a nice little grab. I think we can uh, we'll probably grab a wide receiver and maybe a piece to the interior defensive line to help us out and start building for when we grab that quarterback in the future. That isn't Jared Goff. Yeah, exactly. I I really hope he comes here focused. I I don't think he's going to come here with that mentality that you mentioned, where it's just like, I'm going to show everyone. I'm just going to ball out. But if he comes here focused, he's a team guy. Obviously the front office loves him. I think that'll be great. I think the team can start to formulate their team. I'm really curious to see where they go in free agency in the draft. Um, but like I said, let's go ahead and get our sponsors in here. We got great sponsors on the show. Um, and we'll come back after the break. And I want to kind of talk. Uh, we talked about the deal. We talked a lot about Jared Goff. We've had some fun here in the beginning of the show. The back half, I kind of want to talk about, okay, now you got Goff. Now you got some of these skilled players and you got a dumpster fire on defense. Like how would Aaron, how would the AB couch coach try to fix the Detroit Lions? So everybody, it's a fun, different Detroit Kool-Aid cast today. Everybody will be right back. Right after the break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today... I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days, as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back from the break. 
thank you so much for the sponsors. You don't know how much that helps. And you probably heard about my other podcast. It's called Believe, B-O-E-A-V, and Lions with the one and only Benny Blades. And everybody knows I like to work the soundboard. So I'm going to probably have to hit Benny with a couple of these. But, but listen to this gem that he gave me last week here on the show. I mean, one of the classics from good old Benny Blades. Go on to the pay one. Unbelievable. Benny loves going to the pay window. And, and Benny loves himself some one pride. One pride? One pride? I mean, say it one more time for me, Benny Blades. One pride? <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody's got that one pride now with this trade that's going down. We're changing this team. We're getting it all back going together. So Aaron's back with me here on the back half of the show. It's his debut of the show. I had to give him the crazy intro. I had to beat him up a little bit on the beginning part of the show. I thought he had some great takes on the trade, Jared Goff. And here we are in the back half. And what I want to talk about is now what? You made the trade. You got a quarterback that can play, good, bad, or otherwise. He's got a big price tag. We know that. You got two first-round picks in your back pocket. You got a third-round pick this year, which we don't know where that's going to land, but like we talked about even in the first round, you can find a good player there in the third. So, Aaron, what's your either your strategy, and then what do you think the Lions are thinking when it comes to sort of you made this deal, you're about to head into free agency. Some people are saying just lose, don't go big on any free agents. Some people are wanting like Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, spending big money on on receivers and whatnot. Where are you at with like kind of like the plan as well as we're going to transition to some draft talks? You know I love myself some NFL draft here on the show. I, I got to get that sound bit anytime I can. So what, what are you thinking? I love that sound bit, by the way. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I hope I hope that me and the Lions are on the exact same page. Uh and and what I mean by that is I think the first thing that they need to do is they need to they need to head over to Home Depot. They need to get a bunch of those big old black contractor bags and just okay. start cleaning house here with some of <laughs> with some of these uh these dead cat players, these these uh New England Patriot rejected players. <laughs> tw- I think tw- that's tw- a really gallon, good starting place. Tw- 20 gallon that's- bags at least. Oh, it's got to, you got to go with a 50 gallon and maybe even get the drum for a little extra support. You kind of even think you could just have the bags. If you're gonna, you're going to have to double bag it because they, a little bit of a dumpster fire. Well, what about one of those just uh, makeshift dumpsters that just pulls up to your house that you could just load up with everything and just have them haul it away. How about that? That's not, that's not a bad idea either. Just, just pull it right up to Allen park. Just have them drop it maybe right in the middle of the field. And we just kind of start chucking people in there. I mean, cause, cause about, some of the dead caps got to go. How about we have Aaron Glenn call a defensive meeting. The guys show up and then, and then, like you said, we just start chucking fools. <laughs> <laughs> just hand it, just hand them each like one of those little, uh, one ticket to ride the ride kind of thing. But just when you hand them the ticket, they've got to jump into the dumpster and then they get to ride the, the garbage truck out of here. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you uh, right, right out of Allen Park as fast as they can go. But, yeah, the like, what what are you doing with Jamie Collins? That, he, okay, so he's probably, like, one Patriots player where I'm like, all right, maybe keep him around just because of the experience. He's been mm-hmm. in the league a little bit. But what I'm doing with Jamie Collins is I'm bringing in Micah Parsons right behind him to learn from him. That's my main, I mean, that's my main goal. All right. I, I think Jamie Collins, I mean, again, he got paid $10 million. Everyone thought he's going to be good. He made a couple plays this year. I mean, 
if I had to sum up Jamie Collins, kind of like bringing him in and sort of like what Bob Quinn thought he was going to do, I mean, it'd probably be this. It's a bad decision. Period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> I, I feel like you can't play with Jamie Collins. He he just he makes a couple tackles. He's always trying to go after the football. He's got to go, in my opinion. Now, I want to ask you real quick about Parsons because I've been getting beat up on Twitter a little bit. You can find me at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Um, when I threw out my mock this week, I took Parsons and I loaded up on some other defense. I really love how that mock turned out. And people were like, ah, Parsons got all these character concerns. Oh, he's going to drop. Hey, I, I wouldn't want him on my team. I'm like, where do you sit with some of that stuff, Aaron? That, I've heard you guys say it on the podcast multiple times. When we're grabbing a first-round defensive player, he needs to be a dog. He can't, I, I'm not looking for somebody that's going to have tea and crumpets with their grandma on the weekend. I'm looking for somebody that's going to come in here and and want to just play like crazy. Now, you know, the whole character issues and things like that don't concern me at all. He's young. Every every young person's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like that take. Like for forever. I mean, I forget where Grifka stands. I think he's with me. You can't have a bunch of church boys up there. Like, yeah, we want a good team. We don't want to be in the police blotter every other day like we were with Jim Schwartz. But like, I'm tired of having all these great guys that can't play football. So if I got to have a, a couple roughnecks in there, a couple dogs, as you say, D A W G S, get get me some. Get me some. I know Grifka don't know what a dog is. I try to teach him every time on the show. He still doesn't get it. Yeah. Michael Parsons is a dog. I know he maybe has some issues, but dude can play football. He can run, hit, and tackle, and that's what I need from a middle linebacker. So, like you said, you're kind of keeping Collins around, thinking that you're going to have that competition. I'm getting Collins out of here. That contract, though, is no good. So, do you think they go big in free agency? Do you think they make any big splashes, or is this a year where we're just sitting there going, you know, straight-up crickets in free agency because they just know it's not going to be good anyway and just getting some of those – mid-level and do you think it's going to be a repeat of these other regimes where we start bringing in saints rams you know all these players from these uh teams these guys came from that nobody's heard of or we know can't play but they just like them because they were on their previous team what do you think honestly this is this is going to be probably the most interesting offseason in detroit lions history ever because they, they bring in all these people all these football minds that all seem to be able to work together collaboratively. And then you bring in John Dorsey, who the guy, I mean, I was completely surprised when they hired him because the guy really can't work with anybody. But at the same time, I have the concerns that, okay, the, the, we, we're not going to have cap space. We've got to take on Goss contract. We've got all these garbage cans that we might as well have brought from high school practice drill days on our defense and Desmond Trufant and, and other guys. And, we bring Dorsey in who is just historically known for being fired for mismanaging cap space and spending way too much money. So I'm kind of excited for that because as much as I know that we don't have a lot of cap space, having to take on all these, I mean, your big V contracts that don't make any sense. And Desmond hmm. Trufant, like I'd mentioned, um, I, I feel like Dorsey's going to, kind of press them to make some some big free agent acquisitions at the same time. So it's I don't know, it's going to be wild. 
<laughs> as I often do with Grifka on a Friday show, I got a couple take a couple detours. And I heard a big sigh come out of me, and that was because you mentioned a couple other of just some glorious, just some amazing acquisitions by good old Bob Quinn. Vitae, true fun. I mean, a bunch of bums. And then I got to also give you a little bit of junk, and I'm going to get Grifka here in on the show on this one because you start using his gimmicks. You're talking about the Grifka trash cans out there. I mean, that's a classic Grifka, so I'll let him ask you this. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, uh, you you know that's a Grifka gimmick. Next thing you know, you're going to be talking about us getting screwed by the refs and how the teams don't like us and he ain't that great. I mean, geez, oh man. Like, but I, I here's where I'm at with you with Dorsey. Like, you sound like you're a little bit befuddled by Dorsey or like you're not sure about him. I mean, the only thing I'm not sure about him is that he he's probably going to have to be locked in the office because I hear people aren't going to like him when he's walking down the hallway, but this dude can scout some football. The fact that he interviewed for the GM, didn't get it, and still came to the Lions to help them out either means that paycheck's looking pretty dang nice or these guys got a burr under their saddle and they're trying to get the Detroit Lions up over the hump and get us to actually get a good quarterback, get some good talent, and start winning some ball games. So Dorsey, I think, was a huge coup by Sheila Ford Hamp or whoever, <laughs> and uh, Holmes, allowing a guy like that to be in there in the mix. And, and when you got Dan Campbell as your as your head coach, I mean, I'm not too worried that Dorsey's going to get out of line because, I mean, if he does. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing, all right? That's going to be the mentality. <laughs> exactly, Dan Campbell. Wait, wait till John Dorsey, like, says something that Dan Campbell doesn't like in a meeting. I I mean, this might be the reply. You've had enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think it's going to work out great. We got football people. Like you said, I'm fired up about it. Oh yeah. Same here. And with, with John Dorsey, you, you mentioned you didn't really know what my take was on him. I don't really know if I have a take because the guy is such a, a football brain. I mean, he, he met his wife, his current wife scouting for the green Bay Packers. I mean, this guy's all football. I picture him having to be like toted around to, any, any time where he's going to be scouting, I picture him in like one of those old, uh, like a circus wagons with the bars where he's like one of the, the attractions, but it's just going to be because they need to keep him away from the rest of the staff because the, I feel like the rest of the staff is just going to hate him, but be like, mm, but he's kind of got a point. <laughs> Ah, I don't know. I think it's going to be great in there. I mean, again, I, I hate to hit you with another Grifka, but it's it sounds like you, you're not quite for sure. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you got to have a take on this show. I mean, what does Jim Rome say? Have a take that doesn't suck? I mean, John Dorsey, is his resume is like a mile long. I mean, the guy's made tremendous uh, draft picks. He's been on it's great, what, Packers, Chiefs, Browns. I mean, all the teams that are basically balling right now, he was a big part of. And yeah, they kicked him out because they were sick of him and because he got a little bit out of whack, but he's not the guy. Just like Spielman's not the guy. I had to talk to Benny Blades for 20 minutes about Chris Spielman's not the GM, (laughs) but he can still help the team. He can still do good things. So Spielman, Campbell, Holmes, Dorsey, much better than Tom Lawand, Martin Mayhew, Matthew Millen and all these other scrubs that we've had since I've been a fan of the Detroit Lions. Like, can I get a front office that knows what they're doing? Can I get a draft pick that can actually play some football? That'd be nice. Yeah, I, I think you got the staff now that you're looking for. Now it's just to be determined on the draft. And I got, I cannot wait for the draft. I've never been this excited for a draft. And it's like, we're not even going to have the, the combine or anything like that. But 
I'm still extremely excited for it. We're not going to have the combine, and you're going to be excited this year. Wait till we start having Dubleo picks in round one. <laughs> like you're talking about some mayhem. Like people are saying, oh, Brad Holmes going to get rid of these picks, and he he's going to trade up this year and give away one or two of those. Gosh, I'd love for him just to hang on to them and kind of really make this work because I'm looking at four studs with those picks, maybe a, a guy that's a little bit low, lower than a guy that you can build around. We've already got young talent of Swift, Hawkinson, Ragnow, Grifka's favorite guy, Taylor Decker. We, the defense is where I'm at. Where are you at with Jeff Okuda since we're talking rosters? Are you out on this guy or are you like, hey, he just was totally brought along wrong. He was hurt, and he's going to ball out. We're going to be like, wow, we got a top 10, top 8 type corner here before we know it. Oh, I think he'll be a top 10, top 8 corner, maybe even top 5. I mean, you, you look at the people that they brought in to help this kid. I mean, you got Aaron Glenn. Been the, yeah. He's been there. He's done that. You've got, you know, Aubrey Pleasant. He's been there, done that. He, uh, Michigan native. You know, he worked for the, the Wolverines. Uh, and exactly. he helped them tremendously. And I think he's the guy to be able to help uh, Jeff Okuda. There's no doubt. And the thing that makes me so angry with people and like, you know, Grifka, some of my other buddies, they really put it like it's a what have you done for me like yesterday. And I get that to some degree. Like I'm not trying to have a guy around that's been a bum for three, four years. That's when I can kind of obviously say, hey, this guy, I didn't cut it. Didn't matter where I drafted him or how much hope I had for him. We obviously can tell it isn't working. But for people to give up or talk bad about Jeff Okuda, who was the slam dunk prospect, I mean, the guy is crispy, clean off the clean off the field. He loves football. He has everything you look for in a corner. I mean, did he play great this past year? Of course he didn't. But do I feel like he can easily regain his status with a little bit of swag? Let him play some techniques he's used to. He's healthy. Let him get after the football. Let him man up on people. Hell yeah, man. I'm real excited about Jeff Okuda, but there isn't too many other defensive players. I mean, my boy Tracy Walker, he's about my last leg. I'm thinking, Tracy either going to ball out this year if they cut you loose or you're going to get cut loose because you didn't do anything last year. And I'm, I'm getting sick of him and there isn't too many others not named Trey flowers that aren't going in that dumpster. We talked about earlier, Aaron, th this is what I like to do to people on the show. You, you're the GM of the Detroit lions with the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL draft, Aaron, the AB couch coach, fantasy football, extraordinary, allegedly, selects who you got oh micah parsons all day long all day at, long at seven no no doubt With, without question I'm, I'm going linebacker all day long that defense needs help one of the big things that because you were just talking about okuda and tracy walker and give my boy amani orowarie a little credit i think he'll take a step forward what people don't think of is when you've got a round coach like Matt Patricia getting in your face with a pencil in his ear that can come very close to stabbing you in your face. You're probably not really taking your job all that serious. You're seriously, you're, you're more in fear for your life. Um, so I say, keep those three primarily keep probably Trey flowers because you have to and bring in Micah Parsons. And I think you're, you, you've got to start happening to your defense. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Did, did you call Matt Patricia a round coach? I did, and you know exactly what I mean by round. 
I was being politically oh. correct. Oh my goodness, that's unbelievable! Calling him round, I've never even heard of such a thing. And like I said, I didn't want to jump in on you, but I, I, I know you listen to the show. I know you know the gimmicks of the show. You, you mentioned a certain corner. I mean, doesn't he go by some initials here on the show? Do you want me to do it for the people? You do it. I can't add the emphasis as good as you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would be more than happy to buy. You tried to be fancy and say his whole name. Everybody on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, his name is A-O. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you can show him love, but he's on my TBD list. He's on my show me something list because you can't just come out and get roasted, toasted, extra crispy, and then make a couple plays and me be like, oh, yeah, you're my other corner. No, right now you're about my third or fourth corner. If I can get another guy better than you, if I can't, I'll roll you out there as a two and you better make some plays. So we'll, we'll see about AO, see if he can step back up to the plate. But uh, you're taking Parsons. Here's my beef with it. Parsons, to me, is a middle linebacker with some character concerns, crazy athleticism, kind of depends how they'd use them. And like, even though the draft is slotted when it comes to contracts and money now, I still do think there is really that, that premier on certain positions. Now, do I go crazy with it? Like Griff could say, I would never draft a tight end because they're, you know, like if there's a stud tight end and I need a tight end and it makes sense, then I'll go take one. And of course, Mr. At Griffka DKC is now coming along on TJ Hawkinson. But when I'm up in the top seven, so you're, you're telling me if the quarterbacks are there, if the wide receivers are there, if, um, you know, some of these, maybe some of these nasty defensive players at, I don't know, rush end or corner or some of the other more premier spots are there, you're still just turning the card for Parsons? Because to me, you got to double think it when some of those other spots are there based on position value and just long-term um, equity for those those spots. Well, I guess, I guess the only thing that would steer me away from maybe taking Micah Parsons is if, A, I thought he was going to fall and we could move back up and take him later. Or B, if Jamar Chase is there, I might take a stab at Jamar Chase because, I mean, 99.9% of our wide receivers are going to be gone this year and we're going to be left with, you know, last year's uh, Quintez Cephas, who didn't really show out like I wanted him to, and we're going to be left with uh, Geronimo <laughs> Allison, the, the Green Bay Packers reject. Geronimo! So I'd made it. <laughs> what so I'd, I'd, I'd maybe take a, take a swing at Chase. I'd maybe chase Chase, but... <laughs> that's about that's about the, the extent of it but ben, benny blade said you got to go for devonta smith and i try to tell him that this guy's a stick figure okay he had a tremendous year um would you hate that pick or would you be okay you know i honestly watching I, i've been watching a lot of wide receivers lately jamar chase is my favorite devonta smith is my second but what scares me is that when you when you've got devonta smith and jalen waddle both over there running it in alabama and just tearing things up kind of like all right well you know were you doing good because you had a decent counterpart because i mean jamar chase is over there doing it by himself basically and we're gonna need somebody that can do it by himself you know with geronimo on the other side ab i i gotta call you out again i mean last time i checked jamar chase wasn't doing it by himself he had a guy named justin jefferson over there doing some things he had uh quite a few other receivers he had a guy named joe burrow throwing him the football lots of other talents so i i, th- I think we got an issue there i mean i might have to hit you with the old family feud strike <laughs> 
But um, I, I get your point. I, I'm not like going to go crazy if they take uh, Chase, Devonta Smith. Um, how about Trey Lance? I mean, we're going to talk all about this. We're going to talk about crazy, um, you know, things uh, in the draft. But where are you at with a guy named, um, you know, Trey Lance, North Dakota State quarterback? Trey Lance is actually my second quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence. And I obviously I don't want the Lions now to do something crazy and give away all the draft picks we just got to go try to get Trevor Lawrence. Trey Lance is honestly my my second favorite quarterback in this draft. I know a lot of people are going nuts about Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. I just I I don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. I mean, that's what's up, DeAndre Hopkins. Great job. So <laughs> Yeah. I gosh, I don't know. Like so, so if Trey Lance is there, no interest from you? I'd, I'd ponder it. I mean, if it comes down to draft day and Trey Lance is sitting there and I know that he's sitting there, I'm I'm probably going to be going, well, it might not be a bad idea to take Trey Lance right now and and have him sit behind Goff for a year. Or if Goff really starts doing what everybody says that Goff does, then we have a good backup plan and that, that isn't Chase Daniels. So yeah, Aaron, like I'm with you there. I mean, Trey Lance to me is a really intriguing prospect. I think that I'm still going to be very interested in a quarterback at seven, but I'm much more in this mode now of got Jared Goff. You're paying Jared Goff. I feel like he can just sit there and play in 2021. If he balls out, you can consider him playing in 2022. If he plays horrible, you can go select your quarterback next year, um, preferably if you're picking in the top 10, which you probably would be if your quarterback plays horrible. And, um, you know, in the next three years, all we have to do is really get that bridge or not the bridge, get the next leader of the Detroit Lions. And I'm totally fine with that. You know, I feel like they have a three-year window to find that guy as well as rebuild this roster. Unless they just love Trey Lance and have to have him. I'm steering against drafting one because I'm kind of with you defense as well as maybe a skilled playmaker and just say, man, we're just going to ball out on offense, be fun to watch. We'll figure out the defense in the next couple of years. That's kind of where I'm at with this team. That's why I'm a mock. You know, I kind of took Parsons. I got Barman, uh, Bearman, however you pronounce from Alabama. I got, um, you know, a, a safety from Oregon. I got some other ballers that I liked as well as I still added to the run game. I still got a receiver, the, the, the shifty kid um, from Western that everybody likes. So I think there's a lot of ways they can go about it. That's kind of where I'm at is like, I'm assuming golf's the guy. I also think that, you know, the smart move would probably be to ease up on a QB unless you absolutely love the guy. You got to have them type of thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I can't imagine after this blockbuster trade to just go out and use the first round pick this year on another quarterback. I mean, golf's, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Goff's Tom Brady or anything like that, you know, but he's, he's a serviceable quarterback and we have a lot of positions where we have no serviceable players whatsoever, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And if we lose all of our wide receivers and only have Quintez Cephas, we're going to need help there too. There, there is no doubt. And like, when you say serviceable players, like my thing too, is the depth. Like people are like, Oh, TJ Hawkinson, Deandre Swift. Who, who we got behind them? Who, who, who? Nobody is who. Like, hey. if they go down, we're screwed. So, like, you got to Hey, you pay to some respect depth. to Jesse James. 
<laughs> did, did you just say pay respect to the outlaw? Jesse? I will never do that on this show. He's a piece of garbage. He's a slug. He's caught up in molasses and mud. I hate that guy. I can't wait till we throw him in the old scrap heap dumpster that we talked about earlier on the show and get rid of that horrible contract by Bob Quinn, which I hate to go to the Pac-Man drop again, but... Hey, Bob Quinn, Jesse James. It was a bad decision, period, point blank. It was Horrible. A, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. All right, Aaron, we right got to do this. Right there with you. We, we've had a bunch of fun on this show. We've laughed. I introduced you to the people. You, you, you came in a little soft. I got to admit, you kind of you kind of were trying to be professional. You, know, you want to respect Grifka's spot. Grifka knows we're doing some different shows. Grifka's going to get back on here in a, in, here soon before the people know it and tell me who's not that great and how he sat on his lazy boy and he watched a player and now he knows everything about We're going to do all that. But I thought you, you, you turned up the juice. You brought a little heat. You had some good takes. You had some uh, great things here on the show. I think it's only going to get better. We're going to have you. We're going to have Logan Lamarandir, Grifka. I've got my buddy Joey from the Bleed Podcast Network coming on, talking fantasy football, Lions, NFC North. We, we got lots going on the show and plenty of more surprises. You, you don't know who might show up each week. That's why you got to listen. That's why you got to drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. And Aaron, this is normally where I ask Grifka, do you have anything else for the people? And he's consistently said nope for like two and a half years. But, man, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. I know you love the Lions. I know you love fantasy football. We'll we'll have a show on that, I'm sure, one of these days, and you could talk all your smack. But I know you love the Lions. I know you love Detroit sports. So it's fun having you on, man. I thought you brought that energy, that juice. I thought this was a fun show, man. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. I love, I love Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I love Believe in Lions. If you haven't subscribed to those, definitely go do it. Obviously, if you subscribe to this one because you're listening, but yeah, I mean, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to future episodes. Absolutely, man. Huge show. We talked about the Lions trade, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff as probably the new quarterback of the Detroit Lions for a year or two. We talked about the draft. You know I love that. I mean, we talked about how to fix this team. I mean, we're just all over this, and it's we barely flipped the calendar into February. We're about a month away from free agency. We're about a month and a half, two months from the NFL draft. I mean, who knows what might happen with this team. We got Dan Campbell biting kneecaps. I can't wait to watch it. Everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Thank you so much for listening. Catch us Friday. We'll be talking all things Detroit Lions once again right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.